Welcome to the Dirty Sheets, everybody. Back again. It is Friday. It is the time you guys all wait for to hear from Mr. Billy Body as I drive this thing called a podcast. My name is Cav Manning. I am from the Lingus Mafia podcast. All of my nonsense. Just type in Lingus Mafia anywhere and you'll find my podcast or my TikToks and yada yada. I am along with your better extraordinaire slash... The guy who brings you all your wrestling news, even though I gave him wrestling news for the last few weeks, which he told me, no, he doesn't agree with what I'm thinking. And this was just my guesses. And I have to say I was right this week, Billy. I finally got one. I know it's it's rare, but I finally got one. And that's the six woman tag match. What was it? Oh, yeah. But that six woman tag match was supposed to happen at Montreal. Um, and it didn't happen because Dakota Kai was injured. So I thought they were done with it. Mm. And then Trish threw a Trish Trish threw a hissy fit where she still came to Canada to do the show. And they said, "Oh yeah, we're done with that match. So like we can't we can't fit that we can't get that match on. So what we need you to do is we need you to be attacked. And these two are going to save you and win the tag belts the next week." And she was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." And so she left. And then they <laughs> they made they they. they they made the match at WrestleMania. They added the match to WrestleMania. But why things going to happen is the original match that's going to happen at WrestleMania is going to happen too. So I think that they just doing the six man, uh, six woman on one night, and I think they'll go back to doing the the tag match for so Ronda and Shayna can win it on the other. So they're trying to make everybody happy. Vince would never do this uh, if he if she was like he was like oh we're over that someone was injured. So, you know, we missed the, we missed the time, we missed the spot, missed the time, missed the place. And she was like, oh, fuck you. I'm walking out. I'm not getting beaten up to, mm. to, um, you know, accelerate or an angle or whatever. He would have been like, okay, bye. So yeah, I don't think that would have happened. What do you think about that rumor that, um, what did I saw? I saw the other day was, uh, Becky and Trish at SummerSlam. Was that what it was? I don't know how you get to that, like, or why you would get to that. I mean, we'll see. But, I mean, they're both baby faces at the same team at the moment. So, I don't know, unless there's some kind of miscue. But then it's a long way to mm-hmm. to get four months later. Um, if they were doing it at Saudi, I'd understand. I'd be like, okay, they're going to make a miscue here and they're going to end up having a match. So yeah, Don't waste Trish in uh, Saudi. Fuck. Oh, why? Well, because they got to be fucking covered from head to toe. Yeah, but they're basically wearing latex there now. They all they all look like fucking sable. So <laughs> they, they seem to have found it. They have found a loophole. Um. So you went. I I did a special show uh, earlier I this heard. week and played your uh, Patreon stuff, and I thought that was a nice little cliffhanger because now people got to tune in to hear what happened from your mouth today. So. They all heard the rundown, but what about the behind the scenes? Like, walk us through what happened. Um, because I know I told everybody they took down your site because it's quote unquote gambling. Meanwhile, they left everybody else's on and how you went mm-hmm. there. And there are a little, I could imagine the look of shock where you say, I came here from England because you fuckers don't respond. So they got to be looking at your pockets to see if you have a gun. Um, so the the security guard was very cordial and nice. I mean, what's he gonna do? You know, he's doing his job. He's got nothing to fucking do with yeah, it. Yeah. So that was a that was a uh, that was a factual error on the podcast. Okay. Which, is, which I just wanted to. I got past the security guard. That's the receptionist. Oh, okay. So the security cleared me to have the meeting. So once I gave the name of the person I was talking talking up through, mm-hmm. uh, talking on on Patreon, obviously somebody of significance. Once I gave the name. Uh, Patreon said, "Yeah, tell him to tell him to come up." So that was when I got to um, got to got got through security and was able to go down to the level. So what they actually said was, "Is that yeah, send him through. Um, we'll we'll tell him to we'll tell him we'll send send him through, but um, we'll tell him to go up." But actually, like the guy came down. So because there was no ways because it was one of those elevators where you had to like um, push it and you needed like a fob to go up it. Mm. So was just standing there like, well, you told me to come through, but I can't get through. And then the receptionist come down uh, and started talking to me. So what you heard was the receptionist who works for Patreon. So that wasn't a security guard relaying information. That was someone in the office who could have told them that we got a loony who's yeah. coming to our office. I'd be coming back to our office because the thing is, is that 
if I wanted to, they know I could get back into the office because the um, the people who the, the woman that was there from Amazon and these other kind of people, they know how to get up to the floor because they're obviously given some kind of code or or whatever to get through, mm. um, which I didn't actually have to go up the lift because the receptionist met me downstairs. Um, so when I came, when I went back and said to the receptionist, like, "How do I get up there? Like I don't know the code." or I don't have the, the, the key. And he was like, oh, they're actually going to come down. So I waited there. This guy come down, and he was a real Patreon, um, Patreon receptionist who really had to talk to the office manager who doesn't work in the fucking office. None of them do. None of them do no. anymore. It's the most biz- – it's like why have a building? Because nobody works in the buildings anymore. It's bizarre. I mean, these assholes don't have a building. They have like they have a, they have a floor – Huge company like that. They're on the fifth floor. That's where they base themselves. There's two other companies in the same building as them. You'd think it would be a lot bigger. Mm. No patrons, nothing. It just says Patreon on level five. He told me that they're all like creators and whatnot. Um, I mean, his face, when he said, oh, hi, yeah, you, uh, um, the, the guy you want to see is not here. How can I help you? And, start. and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I had, a, I had a Patreon account with you and you guys deleted it after, and it was making me $10,000 a month. So... I'm here to talk about why you did that because I was talking to you on email and you just stopped replying. So I decided that I was going to come down here instead and talk to you face to face because I'm not going to have you stop replying when I built that account up to $10,000 a month, had 175 followers and I use it to support my child. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no way I'm just going to drop it over emails. So that's why I'm here. I said, I don't give a shit. I said to literally, I said to him, I don't give a shit at this point uh, because you've taken my main source of income away from me. So I'm going to come here and confront you about it. His face just changed completely. The (laughs) smile, everything went, it was like, Oh yeah. He goes, they went, that's understandable. He goes, we're all creators too. Like we, we understand. I was like, yeah, but you can say you understand. But I said, the person who I was talking to doesn't understand. So why don't you go up and get him? And so we can talk because he's not there. I was like, well, give me anybody that can, that can reopen this case and we can explain and explain to me what's happened. I said, and I think this might have been in the audio twice because in the first part I said, look, because I'm what I'm looking for is how I can change the wording of my account mm-hmm. or what part actually breaks the rules compared to the all the other accounts that you've still left up there. So I said, so all you need to do is tell me what changes we can make, and we need to come up with a solution that does not mean that my account is deleted. So he went up there. He was up there for like 20 minutes. Come down. He goes. They're gonna. He goes. They're gonna do something for you. He goes. He goes. We need your details. And I wrote my email down and whatnot. He goes. Oh, actually, you need your. He goes. Give me your. You need to put your number down as well because he goes. Someone's gonna call you. At which point, on the audio, I say, "If you don't call me, I'm gonna come back." Yeah. And I did not understand really when I said that at that point that you know that could be construed. After I talked to Nick about this, sent him the audio, and he said, "Dude, he goes. In this country, that means you're coming back with a gun." Uh, so, uh, not, I mean, sure, but you know, give me a break. Oh, you know, it's a threat in some ways, at least. Um, I'm, I'm going to come back. Uh, you know, well, why would that be different to? I don't even know what I meant by it, other than I'm just going to be. I mean, I think. Yeah, I'm going to really hound you my, guys to talk to somebody. That's what it sounds yeah, to me. My, my intention, my intention was to be annoying. Yeah, my intention was being. I'm going to be really fucking annoying and keep coming back here. So. Um, yeah, as, Did they call? as we, they have not called yet. Um, so it, it's been four days now. So um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call them uh, again and see what happens. Otherwise, yeah, I might, go, I might have to go to WrestleMania and I might have to go back to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, to prove the your price, point. Oh, the price, the price of the flight to do this is fuck all. Um, it's like fucking a hundred and twenty dollars. Um, it's cheaper for me to fly out from San Francisco back to the UK anyway, mm. because the flight Vegas to Vegas was more expensive. Um, flying out to Vegas, then flying to San Francisco, then flying out of San Francisco to the UK, everything kind of ended up being the same price, other than that ridiculously expensive hotel that I got in San Francisco, staying in the same place as AW because the guy I went with was a bit of a mark, but also. <laughs> Um, I, I did the, the part of me that wanted to stay there myself was not to get photos and whatnot that he wanted to get, but I really wanted to see the fucking Coke parties and whatnot that happened at, <laughs> at AEW. But I think they probably went on during the week because Sunday was so mellow to the point of uh, the sky bar closed at midnight and everybody just left. 
So I was in there like around the people, um, avoiding people that I've criticized um, heavily. Um, didn't run into any of those. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, a bit of a low key night in the AW hotel. So you actually enjoyed well, the I, show. I I saw you wrote you wrote that on Twitter, uh, saying you thought it was a good show. Yeah, one thing I add about the hotel before I talk about the show was that MJF fucking amazing in character the whole time. He came into the hotel on crutches, wow. so I I were I was going into um, the direction of um, of the lift, right? Because I wanted to have a conversation with this guy, but he was on crutches. There's only one lift. I knew he was. I knew where he was going. So I, I walked in front and thinking the most likely thing it was worth a shot. The most likely thing that would happen would be that he would go slow down and go into another lift because he doesn't want to go in there with a fan or whatever. But obviously, thought that I wasn't a fan or anything like that. And uh, when he went in there, he, he carried. He was. He was on. Oh, I don't know actually. Now that I say, now that I say that, when I say the next bit, maybe he maybe he did think I was a fan because he was still selling in the elevator, and he got into the lift and he was like, "Oh, bud, can you push twenty eight for me?" <laughs> like that, like he's on his crutch, and I was yeah. like, "This is so fucking great. This guy's so fucking good. Like he's he's selling whether I'm a fan or not a fan." So I was like, um, "Hey, I don't know if you I don't know if you know or listen." I goes, "But I'm on them. Um, I'm on, I'm on I'm on keeping it one hundred. He goes, um. You Brit, he goes the British guy with Conan. I was like, yeah. He goes, he goes, oh yeah, I love those guys. He goes, um, he goes, oh, I love, I love this guy, I love Conan. I went, yeah, I just saw this guy in Vegas. He goes, oh, this guy's fucking great. He goes, but I love Conan. He gave me my start in the business and everything. Oh shit. So we had a conversation up the lift, and he goes, um, he goes, hey, he goes, hey, when you're in a podcast, don't fucking tell anyone I was nice to you. I goes, <laughs> I goes, no, I won't. I goes, but can you do a, can you do a quick picture for my friend? And he was like, "Ugh, because come on!" And I was like, "He's like, yeah, go on quickly." That's so, funny. So, so, so he did. But before that, he was fucking selling and being in character all through the hotel. It was fucking. It was fucking great. Let me. Sh- and even then, when we went back to, can you do a picture for my friend who who didn't say anything in the lift the whole time? Um, <laughs> this is the picture oh, yeah. he got. I'm surprised you I'll didn't get a you. picture with him. I'm not. I, I, Nah, I can't do that. We just spoke on a like a, a level, you know, podcaster, podcaster, yeah, wrestler. Yeah, but, let me see. Like, can't let me, can't oh, and you know what's out. funny is I was gonna tell you you, you should have just had him flip you off in the picture, <laughs> and that's what he's doing to this guy <laughs> with his finger in yeah. his fucking face. Man, that fucking hole in his head. Good lord, it's like a hematoma. Yeah, it's not nice. That's unreal. That's that's great picture though. But yeah, I mean he's he's great, like fucking selling like that all the way um all the way through to all the way up to his room. Obviously like broke character for like two minutes because I said to him what I was on and yeah. he knew I was on and likes the other two guys. Didn't say he liked me, uh, but he did say that he liked the other two. So You know what you should do? Because he'll hear it. Go on that Conan show. And go, yeah, I was in a lift with uh, MJF. What a fucking dick. It just, it just, he'll appreciate it. I guarantee he appreciates it. Because then you could tell the guy's off the air, you know, and listen. <laughs> I'm trying to help him out. <laughs> but do it, go. Yeah. What a fucking dick. Wouldn't give the time of day. Told me to fuck off. Oh, he's a fucking asshole. It's not even a character. Yeah, he's a real it, life asshole. <laughs> if I saw him again, I think I would have spoken to him more about if he wanted me to do or say anything. Yeah, because you know, with that kid, a drink thrown on yeah. him, and obviously, fucking Sean Ross Sapp and his and his and the other dickheads at Fightful tried to get him in trouble and be like, "Oh, this is too far." And that kid with his his mum were really upset. Who oh, gives God. a fuck? That's the fucking. Point. We can't have no heels without these fucking with the woke wrestling media ruining yeah. everything, and they had to fucking ruin everything. It's just it's typical from that fucking site. Two fucking pussies trying to trying to drum up like a controversy that didn't exist. None of the other dirt sheets did it. It was Sap and his boy, um, Will Washington, who's a fucking coconut, by the way, the least blackest man I've ever seen. Black on the outside, fucking completely dairy milk in the inside. Um, then he was the one that was stirring up all the shit. Um, obviously, it had to be a black kid, so obviously it was a racially motivated oh attack as well. 
because that's Will's thing because he's a fucking pussy. Um, but yeah, that that's what um, that's what that's what they tried to fucking stir up. And I was gonna say to MGF if I saw him again, like, look, I got a twelve year old. Hey, we're gonna be in the UK. Do what the fuck you want to him. Uh, and um, <laughs> and yeah, we and it's cool. We can sit. We he'll 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 enjoy it. Like we'll we'll do something. But I never got to have that second conversation because we we were out there early to go to Alcatraz and uh, and then we had a flight to catch. But yeah, circling back round to the show. Really fucking good show. Like the pay per views are usually good, but they're quite yeah. long. But the pacing for this one was really good because they knew they had that hour at the end. So your first seven matches were paced out correctly. Still relatively long, and still, um, obviously, with that um, with that Texas Death Match, what it meant was is that it was so like energy zapping in a different kind of way, not because of the length, mm-hmm. but just because what you just seen. It was kind of like um, very, very similar to Undertaker losing to Brock in a very different way mm. in terms of thing that followed that um, would have found it really difficult. And that sucks for fucking Brian Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, because he was in that exact spot at WrestleMania 30 as well. And, and again, he was given the responsibility of getting the crowd back up. The thing is in AEW, you have a very loyal fan base. So whilst they weren't really into Wardlow and Samojo, they yeah. were into the tag. They're into the acclaim. They're into fucking Danhausen for some reason. So I could hear they were getting back into it. That match didn't interest me. That's where I took my piss. That's where I got my food. That's where I got my merch. And I got merch. What uh, merch did signed, you get? I, I got a, the signed event poster. And I only got it because the event earned my respect. Um, That's not I, bad. So it's a poster signed by everybody who was at the show? Signed by MGF from Daniel Bryan. Oh, you know what? That's fucking. That's a nice collector's thing. That's not a. I don't think that's really a mark thing. An actual poster of the show, signed by the two main event it, guys. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, this is a consistent theme I've seen at the weekend, and maybe it's our age because you know me and Cav, both in or, or touching forty. But um, yeah, programs are done. Like I did yeah. not get a program. At the UFC, the UFC did not print a program, and AW did not print a program. So, I, you know, a program's what I usually get. I know nowadays people are doing these commemorative tickets and all that, but I like to fucking have something to read, some, you know, some some bullshit tail of the tape kind of thing, whatever mm-hmm. for matches. But they didn't have that here, so the poster was the thing that I, the event poster was the thing that I bought, and I intended to buy nothing, but. It was such a good show, one of the best shows that uh, I've been to, uh, just simply because you know it was a lot of seven out of ten stuff. I thought the trios match was a nine. I thought the Moxley match was a nine. Um, as criticism of it all over the all over Twitter, but you know my my argument is this: they got to do something different, otherwise they're just WWE with worse production and 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 less stars. So this is the thing: if you want to compete. You have to try and get back the fans that have gone. And this is something that you can do that can get back the fans that are gone. When you say, when certain fans that who have who have left the product here, that someone stuck a fork in someone's head and they basically almost bled to death, um, <laughs> they might, you know, they might come back. But they're not going to come back if there's WWE and there's diet WWE. So the swearing and the violence is completely necessary uh, the match got all the reactions they wanted from the crowd. The crowd were super into it. And somehow the Iron Man match was good enough to bring people back up. My one complaint about the Iron Man match is you fucking got Justin Roberts sitting there. You've got to announce the falls. The the four, the three mm-hmm. falls that happened from 1-0 to 2-2 with the low blow and the two pinfalls are very confusing because the WWE audience is trained to have the rest period between the falls. Yeah. We've never seen one, two, three, one, two, three, because it hasn't been allowed. So if you're going to do it, Justin Roberts needs to tell you what you just fucking saw, especially for the live crowd. I don't know if the commentary explained it or not. haven't watched it back, but that was that was the one complaint. Um, I thought the overtime was unnecessary, probably, obviously, a, a tribute to Sean and Brett, hmm. but um, you didn't need overtime. But yeah, overall, eight, 8.5 out of 10 kind of show. Um, two really top-notch matches. Meltzer gave the Moxie match a five-star. Um, I don't agree. Really? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. God. I thought he would maybe go five-star for the trios match because he had his boy, all his, his three, like, 
bum buddies in yeah. there. Um, three lovers, but <laughs> who even named the move after him? But no, he didn't. I don't think that one got five stars because I didn't see it reported. So, um, how much was the poster, by the way? A hundred ninety-nine. Okay, ninety-nine. Uh, did they? I think. Did they have the score on like any of the? Um, I don't say Titantron, but you know what I mean. Was the score of the pinfalls anywhere? They did, but they messed up the. They messed. They even messed up the score once MJF did that because they had it. They had it first of all as two one MJF, then they went back to one zero two, and then they went <laughs> two nil two nil Daniel Bryan, and then and then they added the two two afterwards so they went back they, they they went through various changes to the scoreboard which made mm-hmm. it even more confusing they didn't even keep up themselves of what happened my my problem always with the, the moxley stuff is i mean everybody said this i think in the past i've said it five thousand times where if he bleeds every fucking day it's not special it's just it's up uh, how long before he bleeds because it is every fucking time so you know, and you know this match is made for blood, of course. But if you knew that was coming up, maybe you cut out bleeding for a few shows before you have that show. Don't bleed for fucking two months. How about that? Um, and then you can kill yourself during that. But, uh, I mean, that's the only thing. And I mean, you see that they're turning to be bad guys, I guess, because... You know, he's tapping out, which is a, a bad guy thing. Because, you know, after all that, that's what he tapped out from. Um, being hung like he couldn't get back up on the uh, apron just by sitting there. Um, the I thought they held the audience pretty well with the Iron Man, which I both of us, me and you, I know, we're both not fans of Iron Man matches because we think the worst match ever is the Sean and Brett match. It's fucking terrible um, with all the rest spots and all that kind of stuff. But this match did hold it together it held it on and it kept you interested and the fact of mjf constantly having to get water because he was worn out and he couldn't keep up that kind of thing i like those little touches and stuff like that and him being able to go into the crowd and you know shit on an audience member or something buys a little bit of time too so it was it was a good uh match for having to be an hour which i'm never thrilled with i thought during the trios match, I thought it was a fantastic finish when he went for the Meltzer driver and he fucking super kicks him during a fucking flip, which looked like he killed him. I thought that was great to be done with. Um, what else we have? Ah, the, the Starks, Jericho. I don't really care. Um, didn't do much for me. I almost expect a little too much during their pay-per-views now because they're not every month, which I really enjoy that they're not every month. And it makes you, you know, get a good storyline like it should. Uh, so I'm always expecting something at the end more so like somebody to show up every time. This is what I'm thinking. Um, so you're almost like, Oh, punk didn't come back out to, to end the show. And you're surprised by it that he didn't show up. Um, yeah, the, the girl thing I, I laughed because Fausti named them. She X which I thought was a great name for their group because they're always doing the green spray paint um, or the new woman order. Uh, <laughs> I think it was pretty stupid that uh, they're like, oh my God, she, she Ruby kicked, you know, the other, the DMD and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, and leading up to that, she was like, I don't give a shit about both groups. So that's what it looked like. She threw the other ones out and she, Kick their ass, too, but until they all said, okay, we're together now. But her explanation, I mean, you go into the next day or the the Wednesday show, like you said on your tweets, they didn't capitalize on anything. How about um, the main thing that t- stuck out from the Wednesday show that I played about 10 times on uh, the Wrestlinga show was, is Tony high out of his mind when he's doing that announcement for the uh, changing of the title name and all that shit? He says the same thing 10 times. Yeah, I think he's just trying to be like the old school kind of promoter. Oh, it's um, bad. You know, yeah, it's it's really bad because, you know, they're, they're, quite, they're a lot more succinct than that. Uh, I understand where, you know, the old school promoter had to be like, oh, you, we're going to be in Winnipeg um, on December 25th, 23rd or whatever. But the point was, is that you're trying to fucking sell tickets to Winnipeg. Like these are <laughs> yeah. not these commercials are for the market. This ain't for the market, you idiot. This is a fucking this this is television that the town 
does not need to be repeated that many times. Like the point of those, as I said, was to sell tickets to the town. So what he's obviously watched a lot of wrestling. We know he's a mark and he was trying to do this kind of old school announcement, but it doesn't make any difference to, I mean, obviously yes, the people in Winnipeg will watch, but you don't need to overemphasize where it was and repeat yourself over and over again for a TV announcement. I, I, I think he's just goofy. Um, he's very socially yes. awkward. Um, did you see, did you hear or see about his tweets during uh, Dynamite? No. This is his tweets. They were like after there was when Dynamite was starting and during Dynamite. These are all his tweets. And I'm like, he's got to be high. He's got to be on something crazy. He writes, thank you everyone watching AEW on TV tonight. We are live now for Dynamite on TBS. Next tweet. Thank you, everyone, for watching AEW Dynamite on TBS tonight. Next tweet. Thank you, everyone, for watching AEW on TV tonight. We appreciate all of you watching AEW Dynamite on TBS right now. Next tweet. Thank you, everyone, for watching Wednesday Night Dynamite right now on TBS. We appreciate all of you watching tonight. Next tweet. Thank you, everyone, for watching AEW Dynamite right now on TBS. Next tweet. Thank you very much for everyone watching AEW Dynamite. Tonight, we appreciate all of you watching Wednesday night AEW Dynamite on TBS right now. Final tweet. Thank you, everyone, for watching AEW Dynamite on TBS right now. We're having a great show tonight, and thanks to support by fans like you. <laughs> I'm like, this is all in a row. He is tweeting this. <laughs> so that that tells me something's going on. That's a little that's a little odd. Might be using a bot or something. That's what someone said to me. So Suit Williams, he told me that. He goes, oh, I think he programmed a bot. But I'm like, boy, was that odd. Because, I mean, there's all hashtags and, you know, ads in there and shit like that. But it was like, good Lord. Because like, those tweets sounded like him talking when he did his little announcement. And I'm like, holy shit. So, you know. Um, well, I thought, I thought go, circling back, I mm -hmm. thought the Ruby thing was one of the only good things on there. Um, the, the, the one of the only bad things coming out of the pay-per-view was that, that turn. I thought the turn, the reaction to it was good, but a lot of stuff on that show made a lot of sense. Even like that trios match, like I'm normally a complainer about um, not selling certain moves and the psychology of things that involved the Bucks. Well, this was good because Brody King was the big man mm -hmm. who wasn't selling for these little guys. Like they had to continually throughout a match use psychology to think of a way to get him down. Mm -hmm. That was good. That's lacking from the matches. Uh, and, they, and they did that throughout. Like the Bucks were fast and they used their, their, their speed. Um, and, um, you know, Malachi and Kenny Omega integrated like jujitsu spots into the Brody King was the big guy that you couldn't take down. Like it, it made sense. I was watching specifically for the psychology errors and they alleviated them, which means that this match is one of the better matches that I've seen from them. So, you know, there wasn't much wrong on the show other than that, that Ruby turn, which as I said, got the response, but then she came out and said, yes, you know, essentially it wasn't planned actually at the start because I was like, why, you know, if you're fucking with them, why are you not letting Paige win the belt? Why don't you just go two on one and then yeah. one of you wins the belt? She's breaking up pins. And she was like, you know, you never cheered for me here. You never cheered for me there. You never cheered for me in this match. So and it's it made, made no a sense because she said even Tony, Tony, nobody cheered and everybody booed Tony Storm, you know, at the end. I'm like, they cheered her until she became a bad guy. I'm like, what? you know, it's like you make up shit and go, oh, everybody booed these people. And you're like, well, they really didn't. They all liked page and well i think i think i think in in overall no but like i think maybe in specific instances when tony was up against specific opponents like they did boo her when she lost the belt to jamie hayage they did they wanted jamie Hayage to win so she's correct in that in that sense so um she was not wrong with you know if she if she outlined specific examples but i think the thing she did well was sort of went out and explained that she didn't turn um, she didn't have the, it wasn't planned for weeks. She was sick. It was the last straw. Once again, the crowd didn't support her and she turned because she's fed up with the crowd. Like, so, you know, it was fine. It was one of the rare things that were good, but you know, you've just come off a huge pay-per-view and you don't have Jade Cargill on the show. You don't have MJF on the show, you, but you do have John Moxley on the show, not selling how the fuck 
someone's booker of the year and the first thing you have is the first thing you you need to do is to have MJF go straight out there and talk about the wing. I think you don't even need dynamite music. You just need the announcers to say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to AEW dynamite. And then MJF's music comes straight away. Or you just, you just go, you just pan, you come on the air, you go straight to the crowd and then MJF's music hits. WWE have done it loads of times. When it's something big yeah. to start out the show, they've, 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 they've skipped the music out or, you know, you've gone to it later when MJF enters uh, I mean, I remember when Punk returned. They went to a break, right? So and he talked afterwards. They could have, yeah. they could have done that. MJF could have just got like heat, like got booed, could have like taunted the crowd. They could have gone to a break, and then they would have wait. Everybody would have tuned back in to see him cut promo. Well, Instead, they saved that for the following week, and they turn yeah. around and they, and basically the attitude is that, oh, we got this rating. We've yes. done a big pay per view. Let's put fucking all this shit out. Let's start with a match that nobody fucking cares about. Jay Lethal and Orange Cassidy yeah, go straight after a pay-per-view. It's like, what are you doing? You're hot right now. You got me rooting for you. Like, I'm not been, I've not been a fan of this company. And I was like, you know what? I really fucking hope they build off this because this is a good fucking show. Stands up against any show that I've watched, any WrestleMania, SummerSlam, anything I consider to be top tier. This show goes up against it well, including that, you know, that one sh- NXT show me and you went to in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Fucking that was great, great show. That was fucking great, yeah. Stood, yeah. Stood up toe-to-toe with that, this show. And then you do a terrible television show, which doesn't advance any storylines at all. You mainly announce matches for next week. Nobody does anything significant on there. MGF isn't on it. I mean, this is just terrible, terrible booking. And I turned it off after 30 minutes, uh, went to bed, watched it. It went back to its usual spot. It was, this was, this, this show was elevated to stay up and watch its status and then downgraded after 30 minutes back to, I watch AEW in the gym while I do the cost trainer status. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad and, and stupid. So shifting gears, we're getting into uh, some WWE into uh mania and stuff like that. Uh, SmackDown is like airing right now live for everybody except for my coast. Um, uh, from what I read too is that uh, like because we've known for quite a while we're getting McIntyre and uh, and Gunther, but now is uh, the plan going to be the three way with Sheamus involved? Yeah, I think that's always always been the plan that they that they would do a three way. Or, you know, we may even see something where more people are added. Um, I mean, this story that went out about Triple H trying, um, you know, trying to cut down the Mania card and having less people on it, it's yeah. not really true. Because from what I'm seeing, um, everybody's going to be on it. I've not seen anything for Braun Strowman and Ricochet and, and a few people, but it's not like Bray's missing it or Lashley's missing it or Lesnar or Drew or, you know, everybody's on. Yeah. Um, if you if you expect it to be on, you're on. There's no fucking surprises. They even found something for Miz to do. So yeah, <laughs> that, that story is that story is not necessarily true. Uh, we finally got the turn by Jay. Um, I know you and a couple people w- did, wanted the uh, you know the reveal earlier in Montreal stuff like that. I was a fan of how they've done it because we have a while to go and we complain about storylines being quick and done. And this one did take a little while, which I was fine with. Uh, I thought they did it really well when it happened. I think Jay is really good at doing um, the acting that he has to do. I think he's uh, really nailed it where you could feel the passion in him screaming at Sammy, like grabbing him by his fucking beard and screaming. This is family shit. You know, you really thought I was going to pick you, you piece of shit. You know, like really getting fucking vicious with him. And um, I could have used a a bigger beating, though. I could have used, and I think it was probably because they ran out of time. (laughs) So they had to send Cody out quickly. Um, But it's it's one of those old school feels to me from the 80s to where, remember like Outlaw Ron Bass was dragging around Brutus while he was bleeding. Like make it like brutal, brutal. And like, oh my God, the guy's getting killed before finally somebody comes to save him. And it's like, holy shit, they killed the guy, you know? Um, I would prefer that a little bit. Um, But they sent out 
sent out Cody, and they did my finish that I thought would be the finish at uh, Elimination Chamber. Remember I said it would be Cody on one knee kneeling over Sammy after he chased off the other guys? <laughs> I go, I was two weeks late. Uh, so he did that here, and... You know, if somebody's beloved, it's an easy way to get somebody else over is obviously, you know, having them do a save and stuff like that. I The only thing on Raw I thought that was real odd was when Cena, like, introduced Cody. I totally thought he was going out to do something. And it was <laughs> it was to say, here's Cody. I'm like, holy shit, is this, you know, he's just being anointed? Is that what that was, I guess? Because I was like, oh, we're going to come back from commercial and Cody's going to be in the ring doing something. And he wasn't. Um, what was your thoughts on the whole Jay deal? Yeah, I still think, you know, you didn't need the extra few weeks. Like, the decision, he didn't make the decision at Royal Rumble, fine. Um, he did not make the decision at Montreal, okay. Um, but then, you know, what, what changed three weeks later? Montreal was the place to do it. Uh, Montreal was a flat finish. Um, you don't need Kevin Owens to not shake his hands for weeks. You don't need Jay to need extra time to make his decision. I think it was clear cut. I think you needed to be on the road to WrestleMania. What you had by doing that, yeah, you got the big reveal finally and and a long-term story, but it's been weeks of like flatness. Um, You had a pay-per-view that felt flat, like the the ending felt flat. It was not appeasing to the hottest crowd that you've had all year um, where, you know, you needed to progress that storyline. You had... Roman essentially going over um, without, you know, there was interference from um, fr- from Jimmy, but like it wasn't significant in a, in enough for, um, for for Sammy to lose in, in front of that home crowd. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like they they gave Montreal like nothing, and I think they should have given them everything other than if you weren't going to give Sammy the win, you needed to give them everything else. You needed to give him the J turn. And then you needed to give them Kevin Owens making the save and that hug happening in Montreal and then immediately going to set up the match. The extra few weeks, I didn't need. Um, I don't think it built up much suspense because we all knew what was going to happen. I mean, these these crowds, they can act surprised, but that's because I think that the audience we have left want to be a part of the show and they integrate themselves more into the show. We definitely have that AEW. And now I think that's what we have left in WWE. And, you know, it's a concerning thing because you, 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 you're desperate. I mean, it's like circling it back to how we started the show with, with, my, with my Patreon, for example. All the, all the people that I grew that were new or that signed up for this month or were just, get, you know, were just finding their feet, um, they, 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 it's difficult to contact them. Like and to get them back, I I'm with my loyal core. Mm-hmm. I'm at the moment earning money from the people that will follow me everywhere, and that's scary to me. Like until I start seeing new names and new faces using the new website and using the Gumroad and things of that nature. So it surprises me that these companies are not always in this fear mode. Obviously, with WWE share prices and wanting to sell the company, that you, you've 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 realised that you can squeeze as much out of this as you can and the value of this what i think is a much smaller audience than the attitude era has has grown like because obviously if you had eight million people and watching your product and you had youtube and social media back in the attitude era along with all of these advertisers willing to come on board then wwe back then would would have actually been worth the nine billion that vince mcmahon wants but now it's worth nine billion because you can milk two million tv viewers into you know millions and millions of social media viewers which is which is appealing to your partners and whatnot because we're we're in a social media era where two million on television can mean 10 million online and it's 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 a lot easier to expand and exaggerate your audience so that that's what they're getting away with but i'd be I'd, i'd be scared that you know you're you're booking for your core audience with no ideas of how to grow you lost The Rock. You lost Steve Austin. That's not going to, you know, that's they're, they're things that would help bring people back if they have gone. So, yeah, and, and you know, again, bringing it back to my own thing, I was looking at attending my 16th, like, mania this time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for me not to be going at this point, and I'm still not 100% sure, um, and I'll talk about that in a second, but for me to, not to be going at this point is quite shocking. It, it, quite, it tells you, 
you know, it, this card had to be significantly poor or significantly uninteresting for me not to go because there was a lot more to go for than the Mania. Of course, the number one thing I wanted to see was the Rock and Roman Reigns, but mm-hmm. if that wasn't going to happen, the alternative card really should have got me there because I'm not just going for Mania. This is a annual chance to interact with the people that do actually like us. It's a chance to see friends I only see at Mania, to see you, um, to see um, a, a guy I know called like Cy, just loads of people to see wrestlers I don't really see very often. When you talk, when you're looking at the guys that I know, I do enjoy the WrestleCon. I do like kind of um, in a sadistic way like to see how old all these guys have gotten, have gotten, and who and, and to who they wheel out, and just to go and get my, you know, my my signatures off of Tatanka, who looks nothing like Tatanka on the box that I'm getting fucking bigger. That, yeah, I, I like all that shit. I enjoy it. it for me, it's it's more about res- it's more about than just the WrestleMania card. But to a certain extent, it is because if the WrestleMania card is this one, mm-hmm. the the number one reason for me to go is not enough to get me to go. Um, I don't know what decision I'll make in the end. Perhaps like as we start getting closer to the time, I'll get more excited about a match. I'll hear a rumor that Rock's going to turn up and do something anyway. I'll hear a rumor that Austin's going to turn up and do something anyway because I don't think that they're going to book the show and just have have it as is. Or, you know, even maybe me and you will talk about how to, you know, about how to make this a trip that's, that's worth doing because at the moment you're very much on the fence and you live right there. I'm, I'm um, not even on the fence. I'm not even going. I'm like, fuck it now. I'm, Oh, you're 100% not going, no yeah. matter what we discussed. Yeah, me and Fausti oh, okay. were like, fuck it. I mean, if if something happened to where, you know, I mean, I always could still, but it's, I, I've already reserved the fact to say fuck it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's not a, an exciting one to do. It's kind of like, eh, whatever. And then you're looking at the prices of the tickets, you know, and also, and I'm like, Eh, you know, you're like, do you really want to spend this for, you know, and, and what bothers me too, is that it's the two nights. I, I really prefer one. Um, I get it, you know, but it's still, you're like, I got to devote two days yeah. to this instead of just the one, one shot where you could do other things but, in that area the other days, but you know, I definitely agree. I definitely prefer one. I'd rather just come there and, and one, um, I'd rather be there for it. Oops. Just fell off the bed. Um, I rather, I'd rather be there for a short, a shorter period of, of time if I'm just going there for the show because I, I don't think there's a plethora of stuff for me to do in California that I'm looking for. I mean, to. I'd be like, I'd want to uh, go to Universal, all that kind of stuff. That'd be, I'd much rather do that than go to Mania. Exactly, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think it's helpful that I just did it. Like, I just did Florida. For, for two and a half weeks. I did a month in the US between New York, Nashville, yeah. and um, Florida. And I did every park that we wanted to do. So what are we going to do? Return back to the same parks? No. Um, Austin has to take three days off school for me to actually go go to this because you know things start as early as Thursday or at least SmackDown on Friday. So we would have to leave on Thursday. So we'd miss two days of school. Um, but then when, I, then when you start doing the maths on it, the flight, on um, Thursday jumps up 300 pounds, which is 600 pounds for me when I'm paying for two people. So then you've got to also pay the school fines for taking three days off school instead of two days off school. Um, the hotels in LA are absolutely extortionately priced. And, you know, I have the money. If someone, if someone didn't have the money at all, I could completely understand why they're out. But just because you have the money doesn't mean you should throw the money away. Especially, you know, when you've learned a valuable lesson like over the last three weeks or so that your money's not even fucking guaranteed because some fucking pink-haired dickhead who doesn't know if he's a man or a woman and fucking supports the Ukraine uh, will suddenly just turn around and delete your... will fucking just delete your work, delete your fucking years of work overnight and you might be fucking rebuilding again. And the next... And this month, you may have you know, 60% of the income that you had last month, which is actually true. Um, Can I still go easily on 60% of the income? Yes. Would I be stupid to go to this show that I'm not that interested in having just learned a fucking lesson about how how quickly, like, life can, like, fucking change on a dime? Yeah, I'd be fucking dumb. 
to come to this unless I'm desperate to go. Um, but we'll see what happens. Like you're saying, you're not going. Something happens that is interesting. I'll call you to see how interesting it is. And then I'll put a request in for those free tickets again, which I've not been chasing because um, what's the point? Again, a favor is a favor. And in life, like you don't want to owe favors to people for no reason. Like if, if someone does something for me, I really want, I don't just want to be like, Oh, Hey, get me that because you can like, and just, and just go. Um, I, I, I only want, I only want someone to do something for me if I really want them to really want to um, benefit from the result of that. So yeah, just, I, I wish it was better and I wish I was going, I never had any intention of not going to this. Like if I look six months back, this was always a guarantee me returning to mania. I haven't been since 35, um, 36 was canceled. So, it's always been in the back of my head, like, fuck me, like, let's get back to Mania. This is a long gap. But, you know, this is Mania by name. It's not Mania on paper. Yeah, that's that's all it is. It's, it's all right, it's Mania time, and you, you go because it's Mania, not because of the matches for the most part. But, I don't know, I think but, if we get older, horror- it's more like, yeah, I need to actually be into it than just saying I went to Mania. Right, and that's why, and that's the other thing, like, do you feel it in your gut like do you correlate it to um doing some of the historical content that you've produced on on, on your podcast yeah. where you talk about this mania and that mania and the, the history of mania this moment that match when we when we when as podcasters we've both compiled historical lists like i don't see this in line with those lists like this doesn't feel like the same place where the streak was uh, was was defended every year, and where the where Hogan slammed Andre, and I mean, look at this card and look at the history, and you're saying that oh, this is the historical show of of all those moments. It doesn't feel like it. Like I don't. It's not making me feel like re reproducing the lists and things that we used to do. Yeah, I mean, one one last thing before we go because we we've gone long on the show. We normally you agree? You've, do you agree? You've done that. You've done all that. Oh, that I did before, the, like... the thirty-four days of Lingus or the thirty-two days, whatever the hell I was at at the time. Um, I think thirty-two at the time, where we reviewed every single WrestleMania and put it on every day, um, until the new WrestleMania that year came out. Um, and we do that with all the pay per views or the, all the uh, you know the big boys. But when you did that, so it was mm-hmm. 32 years, it was 33, and 30, then, then the part of that would have been like, there's nothing, there was nothing about 33 at the time that was making you feel like, oh, this is not really a, this isn't, this doesn't feel like Mania, and Mania's lost its luster, and well, you and know, so nothing. What's interesting nothing about still- it, well, it was the 32 because 32 was the one that was coming out when we were done, and we were going to go right into that one, and that was Dallas, right? 32, the first Dallas. And mm-hmm. it was, I thought that show was horrible. It was one of the worst because I think everybody was hurt that year. Remember, everybody was just injured and it was Triple H was main eventing, I think. And it was like, yeah. I remember we got to that one and we were going to record it right after it was done. It was so long. It was like a seven hour show or whatever. And we just went on and went. And it was crazy because Triple, Triple H was trying to get Roman over again, which they tried the year before and the year before. And, it, and everybody was like, Look, fuck this guy. He's yeah. never going to be popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took a he's little bit. He's never going to be any good. Fuck him. He's, he's a God. loser. He's never going to be good. We're never going to be interested in Roman Reigns. Oh, man. And so, like, we got on the show and we went, well, that show sucked. And then we signed off and then, you know, talked about it the next time. But we were, like, exhausted. We were exhausted from it. And the show was bad. So uh, next year we're actually going to do, I think, from 32 to then 40. Um to just go through all that because I'm actually interested to watch the, the no fans mania again, because I haven't watched it since it happened. And I was so upset when it happened. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I want to see that again and see how horrible it was and how, you know, where you could hear everything. It was terrible. So, um, except for of course the, uh, the taker match, which was good. You know, one more thing when you were talking about uh programs, so I used to go to all the house show stuff back when I was a kid and I would always get the program and I have everything. Of course, still I keep everything and I have the program with dusty roads on the cover. And this yeah. is before he didn't even have polka dots on the cover. He was just in uh, black trunks. And it was one of those things where inside 
is a paper that has the card for the night on it, right? And one well, one of them in the whole lot of programs was supposed to be signed like if you got the magic program. One of the one paper is signed by the Undertaker. I have it. I was the one I was the one who got it. <laughs> so I like look through these things and I'm like, oh shit, Undertaker signed this program <laughs> on the inside on the paper. So I have that program with Dusty Rhodes. But yeah, that was always the thing. You you would get the program for tonight. We'll be sitting on a load of money. I wonder. I doubt it. You know what's funny is my new thing is you know how I have every WWF slash E magazine since August eighty eight. I have all of them. Yeah. And like that one is Bret Hart on the cover when he like was turning good for the first time after Mania, I think. And it, the covers like it was beat up for me because it was my first magazine that I got. Like I cut out pictures inside and it had like some marks on the cover. So I just bought a new one that's pristine because I wanted to have a complete, you know, my set that's nice. So now I'm thinking I should get all the magazines ever and then sell this whole entire lot because there's not many I'm missing from before then 88. You know, I have a couple from before the 88, like a, a smattering here and there that I found it like a, I had it at garage sales back in the day, like Hogan's on the cover, Kim Pateri's on the cover, shit like that, Piper, um, where they were doing magazines where it was like multiple months were together in one magazine. So I'm like, I wonder how if I could sell the entire lot for a good amount of money. Like to say you have the entire collection from when it started to when it finished. It's got to be worth something, but it's got to be worth it's only as good as it's uh, like who wants to collect it. You'd have to find a big collector. Like I think I've con contacted Conrad before and asked, do you know anybody who'd be interested in this? And he just replied back, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So. Yeah, if it's not him, then no. Yeah, because I'm like, maybe he'd want every magazine ever, and they're all in great condition, you know? And I got all the spotlights, all that shit. Why so, don't you contact Zach Wright? You know what? I thought that too. I was like, you know, I should ask him because he fucking buys this shit. But I don't know. One guy, he offered me like, pfft, I think it was 500 bucks. And I was like, yeah, right. I'm like, I'm not selling that shit for cheap at all. I'm like, it's, <laughs> this was my life it took to gather it. I'm not selling it for $500. So if anybody well, uh, wants all the magazines, let me know. Contact me. Yeah, I think I may have them from 91 to 96. Oh. Uh, then I started. I started buying Raw magazine and I didn't and I didn't get the delivery for WWE magazine anymore. But I'm pretty sure mine are in decent condition as well. Uh, mine are all in binders so yeah. in, in sleeves. And so I went into like when Raw came out, I got all the Raws. Because remember, we would do Russo's show and I'd pull out those magazines. I got all the Raw magazine. Then it turned into SmackDown and Raw magazine. And then it went back to just WWF magazine. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So I was getting all of them. And uh, piling up. So, and you know, you would barely read it. I'd just put it in a sleeve and put it in a binder. And I have them all labeled, you know, with the, the dates and stuff like that. But I have a few of them signed. Um, and I had to replenish one of them because I had one of them signed by Brett. And I gave it away on my show. So I had to order. Um, turn into a say that again? <laughs> Turn into, the show's turned into an advert. Yeah, well, the show's turned into a fucking uh, nerd collectible fucking show. Um, but, yeah, I had to go buy that to replace it and shit like that. But I got nerd one signed by Brock, all that shit. Listen, nerd collectible show is not a fucking bad show. It wouldn't be. Like, like what, what have you got? Like, and then fucking, what well, have you got? that's like what Ryder I mean, does, right? That's his show. Be good on video. Like, what have you got kind of show. Yeah. yeah you know what? That might be something we could do. You have a lot more shit than I do. I have... I got weird shit. I got Duke the Dumpster Drossy's hair. I have um, <laughs> a piece of Hacksaw's board. I got stupid shit. Remember when uh, Triple H cut his hair on Superstars? Yeah. I was at that show. So uh, when he passed by, I'm on the aisle way, and um, a handful of hair came off him. So I got that. <laughs> we, could, uh, we could clone Duke the Dumpster if you want to. We could put it into Ancestry and see if he's killed anybody or see if he's related to the Zodiac or something. So, all right. I think he fucking he popped up talking about wrestling or something the other day. Talked about how he preferred it um, with while Triple since he's preferred it since Triple H took over. See how he started watching again. Huh. I don't even know anybody 
found him for a fucking quote, but they did. That's funny. I mean, what's the worst piece of memorabilia you have, like an embarrassing thing? Because I think one of my most embarrassing things that I have is um, that plastic Sean hat, that zebra hat. I have that. <laughs> Uh, embarrassing like oh shit I'm I mean like, that's yeah, pretty uh, bad that's a that's like the blue oyster fucking attire I, I, I bought the uh, I bought the triple threat match t-shirt the main event from Wrestlemania 35 with the, with the women oh <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad I was like oh it's a main event oh the women one okay yeah <laughs> yeah I've never I, I on it, but I, and the year and the year before, I had the one with Brock and Roman as well. I got the event T-shirt from that, funny. which is booed. Yeah, I have uh, so many shirts that I've worn maybe one time, and I put them in storage. Like I have the Y2J shirt, I have the APA shirt, I got you know the original Hulk Hogan tearaway shirts, like the one that says Hulkamania and the one that says Hulk rules. Like I have all these, and I'm like they're just in storage. I put them away. I'm like one one day I'm gonna retire when I have all this stuff. I just a millionaire is gonna want to buy all this shit and I could rob them, you know. That's the thing I was looking to sell because I worked out what I was paying per per year on storage, <laughs> and the stuff the stuff inside there was no way worth a hundred pounds. I think it's a hundred and nine pounds a month, mm. which is like you know twelve twelve hundred pounds. Pounds, oaks over to thirteen hundred pounds. Thirteen hundred pounds is like sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it's so sixteen hundred dollars a year for storage. Jesus, and everything, in, everything in there, nothing in there would have would have come to that much. So that's why I was looking to do a quick sale of some bits. Uh, but I now have it actually in my house because I moved them over to this cupboard in my house that I can't fucking get to. So if I think to myself, oh, I want to sell the fucking nineteen ninety six Jacks figure. Um, I can't actually fucking get to it. Like I, I would need to have a day where I got things out and knew what I was selling and knew exactly what I was going for and would be willing to just have them piled up in my kitchen until sold. You know, so that would be here's an, here's an idea we do on YouTube, Billy and Cavs auction garage sale. And we tell everybody when it's going to be on live and we have an auction and say, this is the next item that's up starting at this amount. Who is into it and have them bid live on there and winner of the high bid. All right. We pull it aside, put their name on it and they contact us. We get their money and we ship it to them. Yeah. All right. All right. Where can we find all your shit, Billy, before we get out of here? Where's our best place to find your gum road and all that fun stuff? Yeah. So if you're still listening at this point, um, <laughs> I think this is probably a more interesting part of the show. Go ahead. Yeah, if you're still listening, um, you can still go to lockbetting.com where you used to go for Patreon. Now it's just a website. All the betting packages are on there. Um, I contact you immediately because I see you've signed up and then you get added to the WhatsApp group. So now the way you get your plays is all through WhatsApp. It's immediate. Any questions, 24-7 access to me. Uh, I have a Gumroad as well. Uh, if you shoot me a DM at my Twitter account at lockbetting.com, that's at lockbetting.com. Shoot me a DM about Gumroad packages. They are mainly for long-term clients. So if you want to sign up for three months or six months or a year package with significant discounts, do that via the Gumroad, and uh, I'll tell you how to do it, and you'll get significant discounts if you decide to do that. Um, the wrestling stuff is the datasheets.com. The wrestling Twitter is at K100Informer. And that's everything I would want to talk about right now. All right. All my nonsense. Like I said, Lingus Mafia, look that up. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. You get bonus shows, a lot of wrestling shows, a lot of non-wrestling shows. Um, that's pretty much it. Our, I'm going to give Billy the list of Miss Lingus so he can give the odds. We have the 32 people. And um, you'll see some people actually voted for your uh, girl not to be in it. Can you believe that? What's her name? Um, Tiffany. Yeah, you go, Tiffany. Yeah, they actually voted for her. But uh, the one who get, get, did get kicked out was Mia Yim. She's not in. Voted out by everybody. Sure. So, yeah, over Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke stayed in, and everybody really loved Lexi Nair. I was surprised by that. 
she was uh she probably got the least amount of votes to get kicked out so she's in there but billy will have your uh, list soon yeah uh, it'll be interesting i don't actually have a a clear favorite in mind at the moment i mean i don't know does mandy still qualify yes she does is her last year because she was in last year um i'm like it, that's a rough one i really wonder because it's up to people's opinions i'm like does it help her that she's getting naked now or does it not because she's not there anymore do they say well she's not here so fuck her who i'm not voting for her i don't know um it might help that she's uh naked on sites now and people are seeing it so i don't know i think maxine has a real good shot now uh live yeah has a good shot i think I think it's between Liv and Maxine, I would say, if people are going to vote that way. Um, yeah, I think even Trish's involvement is somewhat controversial and might put people off. Well, yeah, I mean, Trish isn't, uh, she's not on this list. So. Not Trish. Trish. Man. Trish, Trish, too. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> I meant that. I meant Mandy. <laughs> yeah so all right that is it kids hope you enjoyed the show we will be back next week for some more stuff for everybody uh for billy body i'm cab manning we'll see you next time